<laughs> Welcome to the Standing Shoeless Podcast. I'm Andy Blackshear, and I am your host. And uh, these are my stories. Uh, my goal here is to just tell you stories on this podcast that help to to lead us to something that's beyond that story, something that helps to shift our consciousness, something that reminds us of God's presence in small moments and and big moments in life uh, where we might otherwise miss it, uh, ways that God is working on us and wants to change us. So that is my goal here, and this is episode number 16, and I've titled it River Dog. Yeah. Um, before we get going, uh, just want to give a shout out to Beth Bimler, our youth pastor here at Manchester United Methodist Church, for no reason other than that she asked for a shout out. So um, that is exactly how easy it is to get a shout out on on my podcast. Uh, <laughs> so for all of you listening, um, here's the story. Here it is. So um, for the last three years, I have been getting together with a group of clergy friends, other pastors from United Methodist Churches around the state of Missouri, and and we've been getting together in the late summer, early fall to do a float trip. Right, so um, we started out camping. Now we do something a little less than camping, a lot better accommodations, but um, spend time on the water for two or three days on a float trip and. Uh, this year we were all in those little, you know, those little plastic kayaks that float on top of the water, and so we're going down the river together. I love rivers. Rivers are great, and um, they're peaceful. They're exciting, right? Um, you you never quite know what's going to come at you when you come around the next bend in the river. You can't ever quite see where you're fully going, but you can see for a little bit. Um, sometimes they're very exciting. Right? Sometimes you get a little bit of rapids, a little bit of uh, maybe the current takes you into a spot where you have to do a little bit of uh, maneuvering. And I often go and seek those areas out because I enjoy that kind of stuff. But um, And sometimes it is just so calm and so peaceful. All you have to do is look up and look at the trees and the sky and the animals that are off in the forest or flying overhead or the fish below you. And it is just an easy place for me uh, to feel at one with, with nature and at one with God, the creator. Yeah. And so we we're on this float trip and um, this year we, we were going to be on the river for two days. So we get out on the water, maybe mid-morning, 9, 30, 10 o'clock, and then and get off the water around 3 or 4. And and uh, and some years we've had like three days on the water. This year was just going to be two. And so we got on the water. We were so excited. And, uh, and within the first couple of minutes, this dog is like on the bank of the river and is... Uh, looking very happy and then just kind of jumps into the water and uh, comes swimming along beside us and you know just wagging its tail while it's swimming and and kind of going from boat to boat and just having a great time and uh, so um, you know we put in at a campground and so uh, we all just figured this dog was from the campground and 
maybe even the campground dog that comes and greets visitors, right? And and just hangs out with them for a while. So we're enjoying this dog and we're going in the river. We go down the river for, you know, four or five minutes and we're still kind of doing this big turn, sweeping turn around the campground property. And then, um, you know, after maybe 10 minutes or so, um, we couldn't see the campground anymore. And this dog is still splashing around and, and just loving life, right? So excited to be with us. Um, so we're having fun with this dog. And and then at some point, uh, we, we got, oh, more like 30 minutes down the river, an hour down the river. And um, people kept asking, you know, is this really a dog that is excited to be with us? Or is this thing lost? And uh, we all had different takes on it. You know, I was trying to be really optimistic. I was like, you know, this is probably a country dog. It knows its way around. We, you know, we're mostly a bunch of city pastors. We ought to just not, not worry about it. This dog knows what he's doing, right? Uh, it was a Labrador Retriever. Um, you know, great water dog. Like, this dog knows what he's doing. And and I, I held that position until, I don't know, maybe about an hour and a half into the trip. And then I even started to wonder. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't know how many miles we'd gone. Maybe one or two, maybe a little more. I, I'm not sure. But, but we were a ways away from that campground now. And even I started to waver and wonder. We got onto shore at lunchtime. And... Uh, yeah, by then, we were really confused as to why this dog was still with us. Just swimming away. Sometimes he'd jump up on the bank and go run around for a bit, and he'd jump back in the water. When we stopped for lunch, we tried to feed him. He wouldn't eat any of our food. Didn't want our food. Um, but he did want to play fetch, so we threw these big sticks into the water. He went and got them. Uh, the bigger the stick, the better. I think at some point we were throwing like whole small trees in there, and uh, he was eating that up. And then shortly after lunch, there was this moment where um, kind of one by one, it dawned on all of us that there's no way this dog knows where he is. There's no way this dog knows where he is. And uh, we started to get the sense that he was just following us and hoping and trusting in us that somehow we would get him home. His breathing started to get a little bit raspier as he was doggy paddling, you know, I don't know what mile marker we were at now, three, four, down this river, and he'd been doggy paddling the whole way. So we started getting worried about him. Uh, he would, he wanted to be next to the boat that was in the lead, so he always wanted to be up next to the boat that was the furthest down the river. And, uh, and so as I started to kind of notice this, uh, I positioned myself there and tried to get over near the bank or over near the shallowest part of the river where where maybe he could touch. And I tried to uh, kind of lead the group from the shallow side of the river so that the dog would stay on my right side, on the right-hand side of the river, and, and uh, maybe just be able to walk a little bit. We kept trying to get him into the boat, right? We kept trying to get them into these kayaks. They are not built for passengers. They're not built for loads. But there's usually like a flat spot or kind of flat spot up on the front of the boat, um, at least in the area of where your feet are supposed to go and maybe past that as you're getting closer to the, the end of the boat, the front end. And uh, we kept trying to get him up there and he just, he wouldn't do it. 
he wasn't comfortable. I think he had maybe arthritis in his back legs, and so it was just a hard thing for him to do. And and even at that, when we got him on the boat a couple of times, he only stayed there for a little bit, and then it just wasn't settling to him. He you know he didn't like that it rocked. He didn't like it was concerning, and he just he would hop off. A couple of times he hopped off people's kayaks and dumped them in the water, flipped the whole kayak, and. Uh, so yeah, so I went with this strategy of trying to keep him in the shallow. And there were these moments where, you know, you could just look into his eyes. And we all realized that that look was a look of, you have got to help me. Um, don't leave me. Stay with me. Um, yeah. Uh, at some point in the float, there was this group of um, they were canoers, but they were these canoes. I've never seen anything like this. They were like racing canoes, I guess. Long and skinny. And uh, and as they came by, they let us know that there was a guy way back, back near the campground, of course, uh, who had been asking if anyone had seen his dog. And he's from around there. You know, he's from the area, but um, yeah, the dog had run off I guess the mother-in-law or some someone was over something or was over and had probably left the door open or something like that it sounds like anyway um so now we knew that there was an owner uh, the guy actually one of the one of the canoeists actually had the presence of mind to take down a phone number and so from the river where there was very little to no cell reception um we kept trying to call this phone number finally got in touch with the owner and and we, we set up to meet a little bit down river and, and uh, we didn't know this river very well at all. So we didn't know how long it would take us, but eventually, <laughs> eventually we got this dog back to its owner and, and up into the truck uh, of its owner. And, and he, he looked so happy when he was there. So happy when he got into that truck and, uh, and so tired right from this long and long journey um you know we'd all left things behind when we came to the river we came looking for a retreat for rest for renewal for relaxation even um many of us left you know children behind uh, with our spouse or grandparent so we didn't have those responsibilities, right? We just focus on ourselves, and that was at least the goal. Um, we left work responsibilities behind, all of those things, and then and then into our journey came this dog, this dog who relied completely on us for its survival. And and when we got to the end of the journey that day, we were exhausted. Yeah, we were exhausted and more emotionally than physically because we had spent the whole day worrying about this dog. But we knew we'd done a good thing, right? Uh, we were glad. We were still trying to process everything over dinner. Uh, the exhaustion we were feeling and the good that we had done. And that story, it... Um, it really made me start thinking and, and over dinner as we were sharing, uh, I was thinking, you know, that river was a lot like life. And, and there are people in life who sometimes we just think, gosh, I just want to work. I just want to get done what I need to get done. Or 
gosh, I just need a chance to relax or take a break, or this is my vacation, right? Um, it's time for family time. And, and still somehow there are those who come with us along the journey who, who need, who need something from us. Uh, there are those who are maybe at church, like in, in just, maybe you're one of those people who thinks church is, uh, you know, a, a time to come in and set your eyes and, and thoughts on God and just be in God's presence, right? Some people really go there in church. Others, I mean, sometimes any of us, myself included, we can come to church and just feel um, exhausted sometimes and just be ready for rest and ready ready to hear God speak to us, right? Uh, our church can be like that river. Sometimes we just come looking for rest and instead we find companions along the journey who need something from us. Companions who are looking for home or who lost their bearings somewhere along the way, right? Or maybe they're just new. Uh, maybe companions who are just new, um, if it's church, maybe new to church or new to your neighborhood, right? New to the workplace. We come all across these people who need something from us. Recently lost a loved one. Yeah. Have some kind of pain or struggle or something they can't even voice, but they know, you know, it's running in the back of their mind. And, and we have these people that we come across every day in life every day these companions along the journey yeah and it maybe it's not every day that, that could have been strong but doesn't it seem like sometimes they they come along in our journey at just that moment we are ready to relax and escape and let our guard down yeah have you ever had that that moment where you say i am so glad to be here on this this you know, this river, and I'm so glad to just have fun, just relax. And then that companion shows up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I share this story with you, and I don't know really where it puts you. Maybe, maybe you just hear this story, and someone immediately pops into your mind. You're like, yes, I've got someone right now who is, who is, um, who really needs something from me. You know, maybe that's someone that you need to lean into and that you ought to be there for more and you've known that. This is just the guilt trip you need. You know, I don't know. I'm not trying for a guilt trip. but Maybe this is, it's not me. Maybe this is God just breathing into this moment and saying, this is someone I need you to give more of yourself to, right? Does someone like that come to mind for you? And, um, and if it's not, I mean, maybe that's you. Maybe you're the one who, maybe you realize, gosh, I am the one who's paddling along in this river. I'm exhausted and I've been doggy paddling for miles and I've got people around me who are in boats, right? <laughs> uh, and, uh, and and maybe I've been so in need of help, but I just don't want to ask, right? I don't want to inconvenience them. I don't want to get into their boat. And certainly, you know, what happens if I flip it, right? Um, I don't want to ask. Um, gosh, maybe the people you just don't want to ask for help are not sure what they can do and not sure how to help you. But they might gladly 
help you into their boat if you would just show that you were willing, that you need it, that maybe all you need to do is ask. And then my mind goes to some other of you who I know are carrying these loads because you're, you're trying to support someone. I mean, you've got someone doggy paddling beside you, right? How do you support them? How do you continue to support them? What can you do to reach them and show them the love that you have and, and try to help in some way if they don't want to get in the boat? Yeah. Yeah, either for stubbornness or just not seeing that there's a better way or being worried that they'd inconvenience you or maybe they've gotten in the boat. Yeah, maybe maybe you're in this place. Maybe you've you've had your boat open so many times to them and they just keep dog paddling along until finally they've got nowhere else and they end up in your boat and um, before it's all over, they, they flip it, right? You end up in the water too. And it's happened time after time after time. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know uh, how this story hits you, but uh, I can tell you this. Um, with the dog in the water, one of the things I was reminded of when I looked into his eyes was I, I saw the eyes. Um, I saw the look that I've had in my own eyes before. I know that there have been times when I have needed a companion on the journey where I've not been ready, I've been right, I've not been able to to do whatever it is, right? I, I have needed a companion on the journey to lift me up. And so, so when I saw that in this dog, I knew I've been there too. And so I've got, I think I've got a Christ responsibility here, right? The spirit was moving and pointing out to me that this is this is something I've needed and so this ought to be something that I give away as well. We all need to be good companions for one another on the journey because we need companions ourselves sometimes who will paddle right alongside us. And uh, the story reminded me that you know, just as I thought I was getting in for a nice relaxing paddle down the river, um, those those companions can come along at any time and we we may not even see them coming and that's okay yeah we may not even see them coming and that's okay and we just open ourselves to being as as good a companion as they will allow us to be yeah yeah there were times when I was I was doing everything I could like to keep this dog in the shallow water right and totally touch I could see the bottom and he refused he just kept doggy paddling it was driving me nuts I was like just walk dog just walk you are you're making this so much harder on yourself I know you're tired would you just do the smart thing or get out on the riverbank right just walk but I can't make him do it mm. yeah maybe that's where you find yourself today remember when we're on this journey together, when we're, when we're on this journey together, we need companions. We need companions to be there for us. And, and God uses 
you and I to be companions for others just at the moment they need it. You know, I know um, I've prayed for miracles before, right? Um, you've probably, maybe you've prayed for a miracle in your life at some point. And, and so often those miracles that come to pass in our lives, the, the ones that maybe we've asked God to grant or that have come true in our life, so often they come true because God uses ordinary people and ordinary means in extraordinary ways. So often God uses you and I to be the reason that a miracle happens in this world. So, so remember this, maybe, maybe the reason that a companion has joined you at just the moment you were ready to relax because you're meant to be that miracle that they need in their life. Maybe God has put you in exactly that spot so that you would you would answer God with a yes, I will be a neighbor to my neighbor. I will love my neighbor and maybe in doing that without even knowing it, you'll be that miracle for others. Yeah. Yep. Also, um, yeah, you need to go out on a river, I think. <laughs> and uh, uh, because for whatever the river is for you, that place where God just seems to teach you something new every time, find that space. Yeah. Find that space. Continue to have your hearts open, my friends. Have your hearts open to what God might do. And Oh, and keep your eyes open for those moments that, that God may be placing right in front of you, where there is there's something to be learned, there's something to be had, there's something to be heard. Those standing shoeless kinds of moments. All right, that's what I've got for you today. Stay well.